Hey everyone, welcome to the Love and Truth Church Savannah podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our hope is for these teachings to be encouraging and uplifting and that they would help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, let's get ready to receive a powerful message from Pastor A.J. Fowler. This year, what I want to see our people do is do more than just attend. I want to see you uh, to, to soak in the information that you're receiving because I'm, I'm telling you, the Lord has been dealing with me uh, back probably about October when I, did the, when I did this series on sons and daughters in the kingdom. The, the Lord began to deal with me about dominion, about authority, uh, and what it means as a son in the kingdom or as a daughter in the kingdom. There is a responsibility that God has given you. There's an expectation upon your title as Christian, um, which was actually given to us by, by pagans. It was a derogatory term towards us. Well, those Christians. But uh, really, in the kingdom, what you truly are is you're a son or you're a daughter. Now, I know we, we desire to be Christ-like. I'm not saying if you're calling, your, that's fine. But I'm just saying we are sons, we are daughters, and we have access. There are things that, that are laid up for us that the enemy will fight to keep you from because he doesn't want you to figure out who you are. That's why there's such a struggle with identity because once you figure out who you are and whose you are, you'll figure out how much dominion that you have, how much authority that you have, and when you speak, not when you're quiet, but when you, when you speak and when you actually act out and worship personally, corporately, that there's things that are released. There's things that begin to happen. And, and, and I'm telling you, if, you we, if we could constantly see what's taking place, because there is a spiritual realm. Can I break this down for you? Where Wednesday night I can talk a little bit deeper on this aspect. I, I get the opportunity to speak. So we have, a, we have a, a first heaven, which is the terrestrial or planet Earth. Okay. I might as well just jump into my scripture. If you have it, Susan, go ahead and put up Genesis 1, 26. If you want to know what I'm talking about tonight and the next Wednesday night, I'm talking on the mandate of dominion. This is important. This was man's first command. It wasn't you were created to worship. You weren't created to come to church. You weren't created. You were created with a specific purpose. Now, I'm going to sound a little bold coming off this way, but we got to get it because I want, I want us to grow spiritually this year. I want us to grow we got to grow. If you're not growing spiritually, uh, many of us, we, we grow, maybe, maybe we, uh, we eat well, we take care of our physical bodies, but our spirit is lacking. And so we have to make sure that we're able to digest the meat and get off the milk. Scripture talks about right here, the first command given to man, the Lord uh, or God is saying this. He's talking, uh, you know, I don't know if it's to, the, to the, the, the Son and the Holy Spirit, all the angels in heaven, how all this is working. Uh, anyway, it says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have, what's the next word? Demi let them have dominion. Let me take just a moment and break down what the Hebrew means. I'm not going, I, don't, I can't say the word, but I can give you the definition for what dominion means. Now, everybody get this. If you're taking notes, this will not be on the side screens, but I'll say it slow enough where you can put it down. This is what let them have dominion. This is what this means. Dominion in Hebrew means, number one, to govern. 
Let them have, let them govern. Number two, it means let them, or it means to control. Third thing is to rule. So you have govern, control, rule. Number four is to manage. Let them have dominion. Dominion speaks to managing. The fifth one means to master something. And the sixth thing is to lead. Okay? So that's when people, when people tell you, I'm not a leader. I'm not a leader. You look at them and say, no, I don't mean to. You are. You're a, every, every one of us in this room are leading in some capacity. Because G, uh, the Father, God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. And he said, let them. Isn't it interesting that he does not say, let us along with man, have dominion, okay? Let them have dominion over what? Fish of the sea goes through all this whole process. Look at this, over all the earth. Let man have dominion. And there's so many times that we pray to God for things to happen upon the earth when God is saying certain situations. We're, we're, we're oh, God, change it, change it. Well, I'm praying, and nothing happens, and we get mad at God. And God's like, look. I have done everything that I'm going to do in response to this. The scripture says that he has sat down at the right hand of the Father, waiting for, his, waiting for the enemy to become his footstool. So he's waiting for his children, sons, daughters, heirs, to begin to be, start declaring, taking authority, and moving in the vein of the dominion that he's given us. We have dominion. Again, the, the six things that dominion means to govern, to control, to rule, to manage, to master something, and also to lead. That's what dominion means. So this is what I want to talk about for just a little bit, and I want you to hang with me as I, as I work through this. Because, um, again, this will be a teaching, and it's, I just want to talk around this subject for a while, um, and, and I won't be linear with it, but I'll just talk through the subject. So... <clears throat> I was talking about a while ago, we're on earth, we're on planet earth, and we're on, this is the terrestrial. This is what's known as the terrestrial planet earth. God said through the psalmist in the book of Psalms, he says, the heavens, even the heavens, O Lord, belong to you, but the earth you've given to the sons of men, or the, the sons and daughters. He's given that to us. The earth belongs to us. And I had said this, the importance of, especially we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting right now, especially you're praying as well as you're fasting. The importance of prayer is this. God, it seems, cannot do anything except in response to prayer between his delegated authority. You were delegated authority when you were created uh, and, and you became a believer, you have delegated authority. God has given you authority upon planet earth. Every one of us have different spheres of authority and different spheres of dominion. And people say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, for instance, your gifting might be in a specific trade. Okay, well, I can just do that. I, I, I learned how to do it. Yeah, but you, somebody, God gave you a capacity to do what you do. Maybe it's work in finance. Maybe it's working in the hospital. Maybe it's working in construction crews. Whatever it is, you're good with your hands because God's given you dominion in that area. So you have an expertise there. Well, I just learned it. No, God gave you the capacity to do what you do, so you have a sphere of influence and dominion. That's the, that's the area that you function in, right? You with me? So that's, that's an area of dominion. And we're on planet Earth. There's a terrestrial. Then there's what we refer to as the second heaven. 
And what is the second heaven? The reason why we know there's a second heaven is because Paul said that he was caught up into the third heaven. And that's where he saw things that he couldn't utter and mention. And that's where he saw uh, and heard things that was spoken around the throne of God that he said, I can't, I can't talk about those things. So we know then that there's a second heaven. That is the, that is the realm. Now, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke and I'm not just making this stuff up. This is true. That is the realm where the spiritual war takes place. Where over nations, that's why in Daniel it talks about that Daniel said uh, the angel came to him finally. Michael said, I, I finally made it to you. Or, or uh, uh, um, Forgive me. Is it Michael? I guess it was Michael. Sorry, I'm missing my, my, my theology on this. But the angel finally gets to Daniel and he said, I was sent the first day you began to pray, but I was caught up in warfare with the prince of Persia. There was a prince, a, a demonic magistrate, uh, that was ruling over a region. Look over specific regions and see what manifests in that area. Vegas, what do you see there? Certain aspects of Hollywood. What is manifesting in these regions? Because there's demonic magistrates. There are rank and file in the kingdom of darkness over regions. Okay, you with me? I know it's a lot to digest. You can go back and listen to the podcast. I'm telling you, this is all scripturally based. But... There's a second heaven. That's where warfare takes place. That's where the angels and demons are warring and principalities are warring over regions and over nations. Then there's a third heaven where is the heaven, even the heavens, um, the heaven of heavens, which is where God resides. The third heaven, the apostle Paul talks about. There's this warfare. We don't have authority in heaven. We have authority on earth. We don't have uh, authority in the second heaven. So I'm not going to call out demonic principalities over regions and say, I, can't, I command you. No, 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 I'm not messing with that because I've been given authority here. We follow the pattern of Jesus. How did Jesus deal with these things? I'm a, let me, I got I to go into this. Again, this will bleed in. Whatever I can't cover, I'll cover the rest of it next Wednesday night, and we'll dig a little bit deeper. We've been called to have dominion upon planet Earth, which means that you ought to walk a little bit different. We have been, because we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus, the scripture says that I've been seated with him in heavenly places. So if I'm seated with him in heavenly places, why do I not think from heaven to earth and not from earth to heaven? Because I'm seated with Jesus. Now I'm not saying we're always full of faith because sometimes it's not just the fact that I believe, I gotta go back and just know, okay God, you said your words that I'm seated with you. I don't feel like it right now, but I am seated with you, Jesus. So I have to look at my problems, my situations, my circumstances from his point of view and not from mine, okay? So if we are seated with Jesus, we have dominion, we have authority, where is the disconnect? Why is it that why is it that we pray desperate prayers all the time and we don't shift? Now, I get it. It's easier to say this than it is to do it because I've been there. When you feel hopeless and you feel helpless, and you're like, okay, God, and, and you speak and you declare, but nothing takes place. But then there's these times when you make a declaration and everything changes. You make a declaration over that sick person that's in your family. You begin to declare sickness. You cannot stay here. Why? That spirit is not listening to you, but it's listening to the Jesus in you. And it recognizes that word that's coming forth with authority and with dominion. And it understands, I cannot stay here. Are you with me? All right. I know it's rainy and getting chilly outside. And I know everybody wants to fall asleep, but hang with me. Here's the thing. Any spirit that is on planet earth 
that does not have a physical body is illegal. Okay? Some of these people said, hey, I talked to... uh, I talked to a medium, which first off, you need to repent of that. I'm not, I'm not playing with that. That's, that's, you talk about blessing and curses, you don't want to open that door. I talked with this one, and this person talks to the dead. And, and this, my family member came back, and they were in the room. And I'm, I mean, I've heard people talk about this before. I, I really haven't heard anybody say it here. I've heard it outside of this church in our community. I, I got to talk with my, uh, well, that, that, anyway, I talked with someone from my, that they've been dead for years. And, oh, they were just so proud of me and all this stuff. And, and, and I have to say, and here's my scriptural understanding of it. The Apostle Paul says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, I'm not putting everybody in heaven, but those that die in Christ, you don't stay here. Those that die separate from Christ, you don't stay here. Well, who were they talking to? There's something in Old Covenant, and it's referred to as a familiar spirit. Okay? Am I getting too deep for some of us? Listen, I don't want to go over your head. We do have a podcast. You can go back and listen to it. They, and, and a familiar spirit, is it's not a holy spirit. A familiar spirit is a spirit that is familiar with your patterns of life. They are, they are there. We don't know how many spirits are upon planet earth that fell from heaven when Satan was kicked out. But there are familiar sp- spirits that are familiar with your patterns and your way of life. So when people are communicating with mediums, with, uh, with psychics and things like that that can talk to people from the dead, it is a familiar spirit. And that spirit is upon planet Earth illegally. Why is it that a demonic spirit, what does it look to possess? Does it look to possess a tree? Does it look to possess a fish? Does it look to possess? They possessed a pig and it became deviled ham, right? I know. Okay, just work with me. Anyway, that's what happened. A spirit entered a pig. Jesus permitted them. They said, don't let us leave the region. We don't want to leave the region. Throw us into those pigs. And so Jesus said, all right, go. Went into the pigs. They killed themselves. They want to possess humans because a, a demonic spirit needs a physical body. They can't have dominion. Are y'all with me tonight? They cannot have dominion unless they have a physical body. Why did Jesus come? God said in the very beginning, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. He didn't say, he didn't say, all right, I'm going to create them. I'm going to have dominion with them. He said, let them. I'm letting them make the decision. I'm letting them make the choice to do whatever they want to. He gave them a, he gave them a command in the Garden of Eden. Do not eat of this tree because of the day that you eat it, you'll surely die. Satan shows up. He knows what God, he understands that when God speaks, whatever he says is truth. He knows that. He takes the measure of the word, sprinkles it with deception, twists it and says, did God really say? What was it I preached? Uh, was it a couple, the, sun, the last, we went, didn't have service last Sunday, but the Sunday before? Satan always questions what God always declares. He will always question what the Lord's saying. He, he takes it, twists it, perverts it. Did God really say that if the day that you... He just knows that the day you eat it, you'll be, uh, you'll, you'll be like him. Well, they're already like him because they're made in his image and his likeness. Why is it that Satan... Now, I'm, I'm, I don't want to spend too many circles, but why is it Satan... The serpent wasn't Satan. It was possessed by... Why did God speak to the serpent and say, this day, because you were used by... You're going to your belly. 
So just think, if the serpent would have never been deceived, it would, we would have been seeing serpents walking upright and walking around the planet Earth. Think about it. But he said, because of this, to your belly you go. All right. I'm giving you a lot of information, but it's important to understand and to know that that's why God looks for man to be possessed by his spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit leads us. He doesn't possess us and make us uh, run off the rails. He looks to direct and speak to you out of your own decision that you make to follow him. You remember what I talked about? Sons and daughters. It's the sons and daughters that are continually being led by the spirit of the Lord. These are the ones that are considered to be sons and daughters. All right. So, again, just to reiterate this, the scripture specifically uh, states, and it's important to understand, that a spirit that is upon planet earth that does not have a physical body is here illegally. I mean, that could, be, that could be even God himself. He can't. Now, God's sovereign. He will not break his word. Whatever God says through his, his word, he will not break. All right? He doesn't, he, he doesn't break that. The scripture says that he's elevated his word above all of his name. So his word is that important. So if he speaks it, he will not break it, okay? If he tells you something, he's not going to break it. So he meant it when he said, let them have dominion. Satan comes to possess uh, people. Why does bad things happen to good people? Because we live in a fallen world. You with me? It rains on the just and the unjust. I, 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 y'all have heard me tell this story. I, I've questioned, I've talked with somebody before service specifically about this, but you know, I looked at it from a perspective of understanding of why is it that my wife and I had two miscarriages? I, just, I, I, I was really frustrated about that, broken, hurt. didn't understand that. And there's other things going on as well, but you know what I'm saying? Bad things happen to good people because we live in a fallen world. The scripture is referred to as Satan is the God of this world. Now, he's not the God of me, but he's the God of this world. Jesus comes to show us a pattern. Again, what is he? What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. He's God incarnate. He's not God carnate. Carnate means uh, carnal, flesh. He's God incarnate. He's mortal. He's God in the flesh that comes. Let me back up. What did I just say that any spirit upon planet earth without a physical body is illegal. Jesus comes God in flesh. Why? He did it legally. He did it right. He did it according to scripture. He didn't break his word. Yeah, he could have. He knew all this stuff was going to take place. And he knew that, uh, that, that the Adam and Eve was going to fall and all this. He knew these things. That's why the scripture said that it's a progressive revelation that started right there in the book of Genesis. It said, after the fact, he immediately rolls out the information and, and the prophecy about the coming Messiah. He said, Satan, you're going to strike his heel, but he's going to crush your head. So he already relays out, there's going to be a, a seed born of a woman. And then it progresses through the Old Testament. Then it goes from being a seed. Then it tells about which branch that he's going to come from, from the tribe of Judah. And then it begins to talk about, and Isaiah begins to progress and talk about what type of death he's going to die. It's progressive, and then he finally steps onto the scene, fulfills all of the, all of the prophetic words spoken about him. All of those, which was impossible uh, according to man's standard that it would be fulfilled. But he fulfills it all. And he comes and does it right in flesh. He had to be born of a woman, step upon planet earth, <clears throat> and take the keys of death, hell, 
and, and, and the grave the right way, the legal way. He didn't deceive the devil. He came and did it according to the word of God, the way that he planned. Okay, so I, I, if you understand how powerful that is, that's how important your physical body is. People say, oh, you're, okay, you're a spirit first. You with me? Now this, try to impact this with, with all of us. This is a lot of stuff. It's all speaking into dominion. You are a spirit person first. So before you're saved, your spirit is dead, right? The scripture says, and you, he hath quickened. Quickened means made alive. That you were dead in your trespasses and sin. But once that you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ saved you by his precious blood, lived a sinless life, and rose from the grave for you, that very moment when you believed, because believing is conceiving, you with me? That's not my quote. That's Jason Upton. It's incredible. But when you believe, it's just as if you've conceived. And as you conceive, eventually comes forth a birthing forth of the miraculous. So when you believe, salvation takes place in your heart. Your spirit comes alive. And at that moment, your spirit's because your spirit's going to live forever, regardless if it's dead or alive, right? If you're lost or saved, it's going to live forever. It's eternal. You're a spirit which God breathed into Adam, and he became a speaking, life-giving spirit. He breathes into Adam's nostrils in the very beginning. And then your spirit with the soul. What is the soul? Because we hear this a lot. It's mind, will, and emotions. It's where the battle takes place right here. It's the soul, the, 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 the thinking processes of the human that has a physical body. This physical body. You want to know how important it is People's, I, I grew up singing all of the songs, and I love them. I, I, ever so often, I'll be in here praying, and when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. I'll clap and go after it, because I, I, I love that. We're, one of these days, we're going to heaven. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome. But guess what? Are we going there, or eventually is he going to come here and recreate everything? You were created for here. You were created for planet Earth. As much as I grew up, I struggled with quartets. Bless y'all that love the quartets and all the Southern gospel. I had enough of it, okay? But it's sung about heaven all the time. And I, I, again, I think it's good. We sing Cornerstone. I'm, not, I'm trying to justify it. I'm, I'm like, AJ, you, you know how you were raised. You were singing these songs when you was a kid. So heaven is great. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But this body wasn't created for it. This physical body, why did he put you on planet earth? He gave you a mandate, let you have dominion upon planet earth. I gave you a physical body because there's situations, there's sickness, there's problems, there's issues that if you'll get free, because salvation doesn't just entail you getting out of hell. Salvation speaks to the whole triune being. It speaks to not only be saved from the fire of hell, it speaks to also being delivered. What is being delivered from? Delivered from the pro, the, uh, some of the, the struggles and the things. Maybe I'm delivered from alcoholism or delivered from pornography or maybe I'm deliver, delivered from whatever it is. I'm saved. I'm also healed. So what does healed speak to? Salvation is the fullness of it. It's not just one aspect. Saved, healed, healed physically. I can be healed by his strength. 
stripes, I am healed. And Peter says, you were healed. So it's done. Yeah, but I don't feel, I was feeling a sick. No, 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 I don't care. That's what the word says. So I am, salvation can bring not only saving my soul, it can also entail emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing, relational healing. And it also speaks, as I said, to deliverance. People, there are people walking around in our world right now that are possessed by devils. Possessed by demons, possessed by devils, possessed by uh, their job, possessed by monetary items, materialistic things. They're possessed by idols on planet earth. Some of this may sound old school, but I'm just straight up telling you the way that it is. And they're not hurts and hang-ups. They're sins that we have to be delivered from. Once you get saved, listen, here's the thing. You get saved, I'm immediately going to heaven. But the problem is, is there has to work out a process called deliverance. And that takes some time. (laughs) That's called sanctification. That's every day I'm renewing my mind in the word. I'm saved. I'm out of Egypt. But the problem is, is Egypt is still in me. And so for me to fully function and walk in my, my understanding of the dominion that I have as a son or as a daughter in the kingdom of God, I have to understand that salvation is a process. I am saved, but I'm also being delivered today. I'm also growing and knowing who we are. That's why that we, there is no know-it-alls in the kingdom. There's learn-it-alls. Know the difference. God is sanctifying you. He's setting you apart for his purpose. He's king. I'm not. He's Lord, which means he owns all of who I am. That he owns my finances, he owns my marriage, he owns my life. Because I'm not, I'm a citizen of another kingdom. Here's, here's the thing too. Jesus came to preach about a kingdom. He didn't come to preach about, uh, uh, about a democracy. He didn't come to preach about a republic. In his kingdom, what he says is law. Whatever Jesus says, he's king. Everybody wants a king like Jesus, but not everybody wants a lord like Jesus. Because he takes over all. We want to be saved, but when he starts, give me your marriage. Give me your finances. Oh, Jesus, don't you dare. You ain't taking 10% of my tithe. I've I got to live, Jesus. You're not taking my offering. You're not taking my family. He owns it all. But in order for you to understand dominion, you got to understand his kingdom. What does kingdom mean? Break the word up. Kings. Domain. What is domain? It's his land. It belongs to him. All right. Um, God's desire for you, man, I want to dig, dig deeper into this. Um, get ready, Demetri, to come back. We'll get out of here about 9 o'clock. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Romans 5.17, I love this in, in the Amplified. The Amplified uh, really breaks apart, and it gives you uh, Hebrew and Greek all together without the, the weird names that you can't pronounce. <laughs> but Hebrews 5.17 in the Amplified says this. It says, for if the trespass of the one, which speaks to Adam, the very first man created that fell in the garden, he's the reason, him and Eve are the reason why that Jesus had to come, Okay? To redeem us from the curse because of disobedience. Disobedience brings curses. Rebellion brings curses. 
I'll get into that. I'm looking forward to getting into that. It's going to be good because I think there's a lot of people that's going to find freedom as we talk about it. Um, it says, for if, tre- if by one trespass of the one Adam, death reigned through one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Reign. I love that. If through Adam's trespass and his rebellion and his sin that death came, because that's what happened. Jesus came and became the curse. It was so heavy. Check this out. I was reading this this morning and it just arrested my heart and I began to cry and I just, I mean, I love it. I love it. I love that it breaks my heart because that, I know that conviction's still at work in my life. But as I was reading that and thinking about the sacrifice of Jesus, that he was perfect, tender. The scripture said that, um, speaking of Jesus, Isaiah said that he would have no form or comeliness that anyone should desire. Like there was nothing about him appearance-wise that anyone would desire, but it was compassion. They loved to be around Jesus. And it said that obviously we know that he was sinless, but In a moment's time when he's on that cross, can you imagine Mary and John and a few of the ladies? Because he, he, at the beginning of his ministry, he had thousands of followers. Built it up to one, John the Beloved and his mom and a couple of ladies. And said, it's finished. So if you think he's all about having a popular following, he's not. It's an invitation to a lifestyle to deny yourself. Well, how do I get dominion if I have to deny myself? Because the kingdom is inverted according to what you think. He builds it up to one. He's on the cross. And in a moment's time, the scripture says that the skies grow dark. The earth begins to quake. And Jesus, I can only see it. He's crying out with a loud voice. It wasn't something small. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my Father, Why have you forsaken me? Had he ever said that before? In a moment's time, because he became the curse. Why? So that he could give you keys, dominion, intimacy, authority, power, love, salvation. Not just out of hell, to be delivered. Stripes upon his back. You've come too late to tell me that stripes upon the back of Jesus or that, pe- that people are not healed today. Why did he get stripes upon his back? Why did they shred his back with a cat of nine tails? He came to give us back the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What is the kingdom? It's his domain. I got to stop here because I... This is as far as I got. I don't even know if I got off my first page. We'll talk a little bit more next week about what he creates you to do. That's what he's created you for. So, won't you stand to your feet for just a moment? Man, I want to get into that. It's so good. Next week, I'll be talking about As I break this apart, we're going to dive deeper into dominion. Um, And I want to talk about the two contrasting kingdoms. 
I'll talk about I'll talk more about the kingdom and it was the, the very first address that Jesus makes to anybody was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand so we'll talk about that and what that means but here's my assignment for you guys uh, as you leave out of here I want you to next next week I want you to read um, and I know this is you may not have anything to write on. You can ask me, text me, whatever. Psalm 119 and 130 is one of the verses I want you to read. And Proverbs 623. And that'll speak into what I'm going to be talking about next week. But I want us to, in this year, have our eyes opened to the things of the Holy Spirit. Have a perspective that is from heaven and, and, and not looking at situations as they appear. But God, te- talk to me about how things are. And, and start pray and start repenting. And when I say repent, that means to change the way that you think, but to completely reverse the way that you think and think according to Scripture. Because the kingdom of God doesn't look anything like what we expect it to look according to man's eyes, okay? Man, I, there's just, this is so much. Um, but I want you to read those Scriptures because I believe that God's going to open your eyes. And as we move into this year, situations that you're going to come into I'm going to I'm going to prophesy this to us because I think this is going to happen. This has been happening to me, it's been happening to a couple of others. God is going to begin to reveal to you things that you need to pray into and things that you need to be to start declaring. You need to whatever's happening sometimes in your life is simply because you're permitting it. You pray into it and God says, "Hey, I've done all I'm going to do. You got to speak and declare and and stop permitting things to happen." And we'll, again, we'll dive into that as we move forward. But coming into this week, listen, I'm asking you, read the scriptures that I had just listed out and begin to say, Father, not only do I repent of my sins, I repent to see your kingdom come. I want to repent to see the kingdom of God manifest in my life. The kingdom of God is God's will, God's way of doing things. Help me to see it the way that I need to see it. But let me pray over you really quick. Put your hands out in front of you as you would be receiving a gift from somebody. Father, I pray over this congregation. I thank you for them. I thank you for every person that you've created in your image. And you spoke and said, this specific you, you, this person, we're praying. He said, "Let, let them have dominion. So God, I thank you that the kingdom of darkness, which means ignorance, that eyes are going to be opened. Light is going to shine into their life this week. And you're going to reveal to them your plan, your purpose, your will, your destiny, your calling. I'm telling you, right? I feel this so strong in my book. Some that have felt like they've been wandering around in the dark. That God is going to begin to shed light into your life. As you open scripture this week, God's going to speak. He's going to speak in that still small voice as you get quiet and you shut everything else down. Lord's going to speak to you. He's going to reveal to you your next step. And I thank you for the light of your word. The entrance of your word gives light. Thank you for it. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you are able to take something from this sermon and apply it to your life. Also, feel free to share this with your friends and family. And if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at loveandtruthchurchsavannah at gmail.com. We hope you have a great week.